Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast is on the air with a 60-minute time limit. The New England chapter of the religion is at four force today. We have the limited edition Mikey Mike running around. I'm the king of New England and your interim intercontinental champion, Sick Vic. I've said it once and I'll say it again and I'll say it again. Ohio Valley Wrestling have been awesome with this show. Have we've had Reverend Ronnie come on, Damian Chambers, Steve Mike- Michaels, and we have Ryan Howe coming next week. And we have it's, the hits keep on coming. But what a Harper brought up the fact of daddy, you don't have women from Ohio Valley wrestling on. Why don't you? I did not have an answer and I changed that. First of all, I like to introduce the queen of Kentucky, Judy Hendricks. Hello. How are you guys? Doing very well. Thank you for asking. And last but not certainly not least, the most friend family award-winning wrestler who can who can really you can really look up to, right, Harper? Colby Max, how are you doing today? Hello, thank you for having me. Before we get into the fun, I have to ask, I've seen you know, Colby, I've seen you like self, you know, you won wars being friend friendly and all that stuff. But you also had a nickname called Killjoy. Yes, Killjoy Colby Max. What's up with that? You've never been the friend family baby face that everyone knows you? Well, the thing is, uh, as my gimmick goes, I am an emo kid. Uh, I mean, that's just who I am at heart. And of course, I've never grown out of the emo phase. And something that I got, because, and I, of course, wanted to make that as part of my gimmick whenever I first started when I was 16, uh, was that My Chemical Romance sings a song, which is actually my entrance song. It's Na Na Na. And in the intro to it, because they have an amazing intro, it says Killjoys make some noise. So I took that. I am Killjoy Colby Max now because of it, because of My Chemical Romance. And I call, and another thing is I call myself the Queen Killjoy and my fans are my lovely Killjoys. That's really cool, actually. That's very cool. And I figured the key, also figured the King of New England had to bring in two queens as well. So everything makes sense. So Judy, if you could describe your career in using one word, what would it be? Describe my career in one word. I would have to say just, I'd have to say grateful. I really am. I'm, I'm grateful for everything I have, everything I've worked for, every opportunity I've been presented. Sorry, people are messing. Oh, shoot. What did I do? Um, oh, I'm back. I'm back. Awesome. Back. <laughs> I, I hit something. Somebody messaged me. I slid up accidentally. Talking. But um, overall, I would have to say grateful because of the I've my entire life I've fought battles and battles and battles and just to know that it's all paying off is and I'm grateful for what I have what about you Colby how am I supposed to follow up to that (laughs) I'm sure you can But I mean, I think I have to kind of agree with Judy here. Grateful is a good way to put it because I think we've both uh, had battles very in very different ones. But to see it all pay off in the end is definitely something that is totally worth it. Is worth that struggle in the end. 
Uh, we'll start with uh, this question with Colby first and go, Judy, we'll go back forth if whoever person answering it first. Colby, describe us the day you had your first match. Uh, I actually debuted in a Royal Rumble. It was June 6, 2020. It was three days after, it was no, four days after my 17th birthday. And I didn't find out till the day of that I was entrant number three. And it, I immediately, that immediately was like, oh crap. <laughs> Cause I didn't, I expected to be like entrant like 15 or 16, you know? And then, and it was a recorded show. There was just, cause it was during COVID and there was only like three or four people in the audience just to kind of like make some noise. And you'd think that would have an influence, that wouldn't matter. But those three or four people was like, I was so worried about that, like that. You know, I don't know how to ex explain it, but it's one of the three or four people. Yeah, you were. I forgot about that. Yeah, because I was still in training at that time. Yeah, that's true. And then, uh, but yeah, I was in it for like 38 minutes. I just, I was, I just kind of went into it saying like, you know, I'm going to be in this as long as I can kind of like show what I can do, show I have stamina and I have kind of uh I, I have I have what it takes I guess and I guess it paid off because not too long after I started getting booked more and I'm very proud of that and I'm grateful for that day because I got to debut with a lot of my friends that day we all debuted in the ASW Royal Rumble and it was it was a good experience I think I'm happy that was my debut. What about you Judy? <laughs> hey Colby I love you um so my first match was January 8th, I want to say. January 8th against great, yeah. Colby. Yeah, against Colby with my trainer, Jillian Hall, in my corner. And all day, I mean, I was, I want to say, like, I was not stressed, but, like, anxious to get in there. Like, I'm anxious to just do it because it is this. You just wanted to get it over with. I remember. Not that I wanted to get it over with. I just wanted I mean, to wrestle already. Yeah. I just, yeah. I was like, I just want to wrestle already. I just want to wrestle already. And uh, I got to say, the one thing, the one thing I remember, and I don't remember much from the match either, other than the fact that I was like blown up and Jillian was carrying me to the back. And I was, she's like, you okay? I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> dying i was like oh, i need to get a treadmill you really <laughs> um but the one thing that stood out to me the most is that as soon as that bell rang or the uh, i can't talk as soon as that bell rang i was like holy crap this is the beginning me in a skating rink me and colby in a skating rink my trainer in my corner in front of like 15 to 30 people ish sounds and all right the good thing is that if I, if the, what I did, like, if I messed up anything, if those 15 to 30 people aren't going to remember, cause they're not like, I don't want to, I don't know how to say it, but they're not, most of them aren't like, that's how they get into wrestling is by coming to those shows. So they don't real they're not smart marks. So they're not going to notice. But I, something that we tend to say is that like fans only remember the beginning and the end of the match. They only remember the finish, and the finish was I did not win. <laughs> it was a roll-up, though, so you're good. 
with all the women wrestlers out there, what makes you two different from the rest? What makes you two the must watch? You want to go first, Colby? I mean, we're a tag team. That's something I think there aren't enough women's tag teams in in wrestling at the moment. And if they are, they're just kind of thrown together. Where versus us, like we're we're we have matching gear. At least we try to coordinate. And we're working on it. Um, I think it's just. I mean, we we've been told that we look like a tag team. And we take that as a major compliment. Uh, we work fluidly together. We travel together. We've become best friends over the past little bit. And I think it's. Just, I think that's one of the most important parts is having that bond. I mean, we have crazy stories together. Like last week, we got stuck in Kentucky overnight. Um, yeah. that, that was a fun time. No but I think it's just the fact that, you know, we're kind of a tag team that isn't necessarily thrown together in that. And I, I'm not saying that tag teams that aren't, that are thrown together are bad. I'm just saying that I think kind of coming up together has a big influence on it. Coming up in the same area, like when I first started training, um, her school was about 15 minutes from where I started training. And then when I moved, we kind of like grew apart and then we found each other on shows and then we got back even closer. You two have such a cool story, you know that? I think we do. We got one of the more unique stories. Yeah, it's not like a cliche one either. No, it's just like you seem like you have the love in your hearts for the sport, and that's what makes it so great. Great. I mean, we'll I just, this, this work there, this work, and it's like, yeah, we do, but man, it sucks. Not like you two. You two have like the love for it. Absolutely, I love the sport more than anything. So, I'd have to say, for me, what would make me like a stand out is um i don't have like the normal gimmick like or the normal character like a lot of people's like oh i'm i'm like the star of the show oh i'm uh i'm the woman attraction da or um you know like oh i'm a i'm a mma person like my gimmick's not a it's not even really a gimmick. Uh, I'm 100% pure backwoods bred. I'm 100% pure Kentucky. Like I'm what you think of Kentucky. I'm a. I'm about it. Like as close as you're gonna get to a true definition. Like I watch the Dagon Derby. We drink bourbon here. We listen to bluegrass music. We ride down the country roads. And on top of that, there isn't many indigenous women in professional wrestling. There is Nyla Rose. Um, there's Mickey James. Uh, there's a couple others. Um, but as far as women, there's not very many. Um, I, and I think for as far as setting an example for indigenous women and, um, you know, representing the indigenous community it's it's a it's something that should be um something that should be displayed more i think 
Do you think uh, the WWE's uh, business practices actually hurt women's wrestling? Because they had tag teams like the Riot Squad. They had the Iconics. And for no reason, they decided to like split them up without having solid women tag teams to back them up. Um, I, in my opinion, I think that like they were solid teams, but I think they had other ideas and then just lost in translation. They just based off of like current events and stuff, it kind of screwed up like like life happened and that just kind of mess up their plans but it is sad to see like such good coordinated teams uh be broken apart but at the same time they probably had something planned and it just didn't go according to plans and on top of that a majority of the time it was kind of for the better i mean Look, like as a result of those things happening, good things happen. Like, you know, the Iconics became the inspiration. They became knockout women's champion. Uh, Ruby Riot, who is now Ruby Soho, went to, uh, went to AEW and she's in title matches and whatnot. Liv Morgan's in the main event scene. And honestly, I think she's my favorite to win the Royal Rumble. And Sarah Logan's a mom. She's kind of living, she's living the life that she wanted. Um, I'm trying to think of others that I said, uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. I mean, they're both champions right now. Like people think that like, oh, why are you so excited to hold a jobber's title? Like it's not a jobber's title. It's a title that's being presented to people who are not in a, that are not in a championship storyline so it's available to everybody if you think about it she's I mean, just bringing back the meaning she's bringing back the meaning of the title like and all the people who have something negative to say about it it's just like who'd you ever be bro like you're at home shoving your face full of cheetos watching tv and they're out here like living a life working for the company and on top of that they have a belt to wear so like, who are you to like say what what's legit and what's not? I think people forgot about the hardcore championship that WWE used to have. Yeah, Jobber title. Well, that title was at least was in one piece. It's in one piece. The hardcore title is in just broken, like a broken championship. Yeah, and it's like duct taped together. <laughs> so what do you call that if you call the twenty four seven a Jobber title? It's just like, what do you call that? Just the piece of crap title? Uh, exactly. Yeah. You get all the trash, you know. So if you, so if you're, if Ohio Valley Wrestling or Al Snow, which I met Al Snow years ago, great guy. Absolutely, Al Snow. He is so cool. If he came up to you and said, you can, your character can be faces or heels, you pick. What would you pick? I just think naturally we're faces. Yeah, I would have to agree. Like, I do work heel in a lot of places, like outside of where I'm, where I normally work. Um, but naturally, I'm a, I come off as a baby face because I just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I'm very smiley. I'm very like, I stay energized, and. Uh, I can't like come out. I can't come out to my music looking all 
even though like I have to if I'm a if I'm a heel I do have to play a different song or else I'm gonna come out like this like ah, like a super baby face stuff so you two would be faces if you had to pick, choose one or the other definitely yeah yeah, I, can't, I mean, when I heard about the Killjoy, I was like, seriously, Colby, I looked at it like, I can't see you being heel. I just can't see it. It doesn't feel natural. It's That's just, what people say until I give context to it. Because, like, okay. once you get context to it, and, like, I say, it's an emo thing, like, oh, okay. <laughs> so what's one of the most important lessons you've two learned in your career so far? Um, For me... I'd have to say like an important, like a wrestling business lesson or just a life lesson or. Well, just like, it, like you're either training or in the ring and you're just like, okay, you know, I learned this lesson. It could be wrestling related. It could be uh, just life related, just in a wrestler. Word um, what it was, this shit takes time. And that's not necessarily just wrestling. It's like finding yourself in the business it's it's like kind of growing finding where you're meant to be you know were there any moves at the beginning of your training you were like i can't do this but now you can do it like second nature i don't know well the thing is i've never been able to do a shining wizard i don't know why but hopefully someday I will, because it's a it's a beautiful move, and I think it's a very underrated move. But um, yeah, I've just never been able to do a shining wizard, so hopefully that'll be it one day. Um, what was the question? I'm sorry, I was communicating real quick. <laughs> was there ever a move that when you start training, you're like, "There's no way I can do that," but today it's like second nature to you? Um. Oof. The belly to the belly to belly. As I remember, whenever we first did it, you were kind of iffy with it, but now you can do it like it's nothing. I mean, like that's that one took time to learn. As far as um, moves to do that, I didn't think I could do. Um, I don't think I had any no but I, I know a, I know a move that I was like man I think I can do this and I can't do it I can tell you that one um, um a move I always thought I could do and then I go to do it I end up hurting myself in the process every time I do it is a drop kick so I am not a drop kick girl that drop kick's overrated anyways no I throw a super kick or a bicycle kick and it's the, the super kick's the finish. It is the finish when I use it. <laughs> you use it and you're like, okay, that's it. I'm out of here. Like when I hit the super kick, we're not going any, we're not doing anything after that. That's done. It's the finish. Is there anything that you think professional wrestling needs to start doing to get more fans involved in the product? I'm sorry, what was that? Do you think professional wrestling needs to start doing some? What do you think professional wrestling needs to start doing to get more fans involved in the product? Branching out. Selling yourself. Giving the people something to invest in. Like, tell them what you're doing, like, without actually telling them. 
without saying it with your mouth, show them what you're doing and why you're there. Or else, why are you there and what are you doing? So I how much... Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think that they should come to more places with televised events like West Virginia, Kentucky, uh, Virginia. I mean, whenever they come to these, it's usually just live events or house shows, as some might call it. And I think that area area needs to be blessed with wrestling with like yeah, big name like, wrestling. Whenever AEW came to Charleston in 2019, I think it was such a big deal because that was the first time a live event, like any sports event in the forever, besides like basketball, this ha came to West Virginia. Now you mentioned like beautiful states like West Virginia and Kentucky, but what about the New England areas? When are you gonna start wrestling in the New England area? Like Massachusetts. Yeah, I think places like Rhode Island, like Vermont and other states that you never really consider, you know, That's okay. She's a little fussy today, but that's all right. The show must go on. So, so next Saturday night, you have a big event coming up for Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yes, tomorrow night. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Please History making, game changing, first ever. Now, what, what is the Nightmare Rumble for people who don't know? The Nightmare Rumble is what is OVW's version of the Royal Rumble. The winner of the match gets to gets a championship opportunity. Um, I don't know when exactly, but I do know that our OVW twist to it is we have the Rumble Roulette, and the winners of the matches get a chance to be entered in a drawing to be entered last. Um, and uh, some people, and then one of them is like, you get entered in a chance to enter in again. Um, so if you're eliminated once, you can come back again and get a second chance. Um, and the losers of the Rumble Roulette matches um, are entered to go first. <laughs> So what's it like you win your match, you pick, you draw something from like 15 to 30, you lose your match, it's one to 15 you draw, or you automatically oh, they draw? put you in like a maybe I don't know exactly how they're doing it this year. Um, it was based on last night's matches, yes, and based on last night's unfortunate events, we are going to be entered to go first, oh, but it's okay, it's okay. Get a four. Right. Sorry, we get the number four. We get Bianca Belair last year at entrant number three for the Royal Rumble in WWE. That gives us hope. That gives us hope. So, didn't you two wrestle in a four corners match? We wrestled what was it supposed to be a four corners match, but we ended up doing a six, wo six woman tag. Us and Charlie Cruel versus the daughter of. Daughters of Darkness, Shauna Reed, and Haley Shadows, and Dream Girl Ellie. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was, I had a recording last night, so I missed my Ohio Valley last night. I apologize about that. No, I think so. Go back and watch it because Fight TV is awesome. Fight TV, I didn't even pay attention to Fight TV until Ohio Valley came to my radar. And Fight TV is, is awesome. 
I love it. It's an actual pay-per-view this year. So, like, I think you have to order the Rumble. Yeah, but, but, the, but it's like 15 bucks. It's, it is? It's, it's like only paid $15 on fight. So it's like for 15 bucks, you have a couple guys over. It's a Saturday night. Boom. We do have more matches than just the Rumble. I think we have like, uh, is it Chris Adonis or is it Chris Masters? Chris I don't Donald. know. Chris Masters. Yeah. And uh, Jesse Goddard for the national heavyweight title. And then I don't know. I think that's all we have. All the matches. The men's rumble, which yeah. will take forever. The women's There's rumble. There's like a few other ones. I can't remember. They wrote it on the board last night. Yeah, they wrote all the matches There's on the board. One. There's one before. That's the There's dark one. Match. There's the rumble. There's a total of five matches. The um the men's and women's rumble being two of them. And now, just Goddard's match. Yeah, that would probably take an hour per rumble, right? About more than forty-five minutes. About an hour. Yeah. yeah. I'd say the men would probably go an hour and a half because they have thirty entrants, and the women would go about and forty-five minutes to an hour because we have thirty or twenty. So with fans being fans and their cute little comments sometimes, has a fan ever tried to give you an insult before that you just thought it was either so, it was so laughable, you were just like, what? Um, it was actually at Ohio Valley Wrestling. It was like me and Miranda Gordy and this fan yells, I bet you're comfortable in those vans. It's like, okay. <laughs> That and uh, recently, it was actually it was in a place where this isn't really common, which is this has never happened before, which surprised me. Uh, someone, it was in uh, Bluefield, actually, the place where Jody made her debut. Someone cat called me. I don't know if it's because I was wearing a different outfit that day or whatever, and I just I just politely said, um, to "Whoever just cat called me, uh, I'd appreciate if you get that crap out of here because I'm a wrestler, not an object." And I just went on with the match. Simple boom. What about you, Judy? Um, I've never really been insulted. Um, I do remember my first match at OVW. I don't know why, if it's because we're on TV or something, and people's like trying to be cool on TV or something. But like, I was wrestling Danny Mo, and then like during the beginning of the match, someone goes, "Who even are you?" And I'm just sitting here thinking like. Exactly. That's the point. I'm trying to show you who I am. <laughs> like, like debut match. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, of course you don't know who so, I am. A little message to fans that are on TV. A majority of the time, the camera or the microphones can't hear you. So if you yell trying to be cool, as Judy just said, it's, it's not going to work. So say it's it. not going to work. People's going to laugh at you and think you're stupid. Um, more so us would be like can you hear what that guy said like don't don't try to insult somebody and fail miserably on live tv because if you think they can't hear you they can hear you it's not um, cute <laughs> yet, just don't insult anybody at all and respect all wrestlers because we're here to entertain you and to put our bodies on the line if it's funny if it's, it's funny but if it's like who even are you of course what like i've never wrestled at ovw before and you're gonna yell who even are you course you don't know who i am i'm trying to show you in my match <laughs> no one of the things that colby said 
did mention, and this that's one why well, I'm one another reason I'm doing this podcast is show my appreciation to like wrestlers like you two because you go out, you grind, you work at another job, you work injured, you do your training, and just it's just this is just everything being appreciated for all the sacrifices you two made. And the Thanks. only thing I can do is open a podcast platform and try to share, you know, your story. I mean, all I can really do, but no, it's, no, we, it, appreciate, we really do appreciate it. There's some, there's some fans out there that appreciate it. Now that we're not all knuckleheads, just a little bit. All right. So this is the part of the show where Michael comes up with five questions. These questions are from a mind of a three-year-old, very smart kids. Don't think it's going to be like, what's your favorite color or anything like that. No, these are good wrestling questions. Ooh, okay. I'm excited to see what Michael got for us. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. Question number one. If professional wrestling was not a thing, what would you be doing? I kind of wanted to be an actor, or either an actress or an emo rock god. <laughs> Um, if wrestling was not a thing, I don't really know what exactly what I would be doing. Um, I did like theater, so I would have to go with an actress. Um, but I would have to go with an actress or like continue with my cheerleading um, or gymnastics career. So maybe that. Um, maybe a gymnastics teacher. What wrestling faction you don't th- you feel like doesn't get the respect it deserves? This was the past uh, crime time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They, they were great, and they're never tag team champion. Um, let's see, whoo, wrestling faction or uh, faction or tag team. It'll be faction or tag team. Okay. Um, also, the Funkadactyls, just saying. <laughs> the Funkadactyls was good, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Billy and Jilly from last year's Royal Rumble. They lasted X amount of time together, but man, Billy and Jilly was great. What storyline in wrestling are you most interested in right now? Probably Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch. I would have to say the Roman Reigns, or not the Roman Reigns, sorry. Uh, the Brock, the, what Brock Lesnar's doing right now is absolutely hilarious. That's the, whoever thought to give that man a microphone these days is a genius because he cracks me up every week. What wrestler do you think is overrated and which one do you think is underrated? Uh, I'd prefer not to say who I think is overrated, mainly because I don't want to sound disrespectful to anybody. Underrated-wise, Hikaru Shida is definitely up there. Dana Brooke. um, And Indy Hartwell. Um, Overrated, like, no disrespect, but, like, if I was looking at it as a fan, um, I would even though I'm not a fan, but 
even when I was a fan, I thought this person was overrated. And then now that I'm a worker, I can actually appreciate their work and it makes sense. Like, I'm like, okay, I can respect this person. John Cena always thought he was overrated when I was, before I started working, but underrated, I would have to say Cesaro. Yes, I forgot about him. Oh my gosh. And when, when I say overrated, it's not like you're being mean or anything like that. And I always believe that even as a wrestler, you're always going to be a fan. Yeah. I just don't want people to think like, oh, she still watches wrestling the same. Like, no, I watched the study, but like, I like I can easily relate to how I felt like just two years ago. Like, I was like, man, this Cena guy never leaves. And now I'm like, well, I can see why they're bringing him back because he draws in ratings. It's just one of those things. It's just, you just, the only difference is you know what happens behind the curtain. Yeah. That's the only difference. I mean, so which wrestler do you have high expectations for in 2022? Well, I really hope Liv Morgan wins the Raw Women's Championship. That's definitely up there. I also have very high expectations for Mandy, for not Mandy Rose, uh, Indy Hartwell. I personally believe she will be the one to take down Mandy Rose in NXT. I think... Uh Indy's awesome. She has the look. She has the fans behind her. She's an incredible athlete, as you can tell. And I think it's it would be very deserving of her if she would win. Um, I have big expectations for Jade Cargill, um, Cora Jade. I would have to include myself in this conversation because I am a wrestler and I do hold my I'm I have some goals in mind for this coming year um yeah i would have to say them three. and his last question name two wrestlers that you think would make a great intergender tag team it could well, be from different, it could be from i will different always models. say finn and bailey because you know those are the two that are the reasons why i'm in the bet wrestling business but um uh, Judy, you go first because I'm trying to think. Nice. Jade Cargill and Bobby Lashley. That'd be a tag. That'd be a hell of a tag team. Ruby Soho and CM Punk. That'd be another tag, <laughs> tag team. Well, good answers, ladies. Good answers. All right, so this is this is an experimental part of the show. All right. Have you have you ever played the game? Most likely. I yes, think we, or yes. I have. I don't know. We've actually never played together, so this should be interesting. Well, it's I got you. twelve questions I looked up of was of most likely. So I figured since you two were a, a really close tag team, it'll be fun to do something like this. You know. Yeah, I think it. Uh, maybe we'll get to learn something about <laughs> Okay, so. Who is most likely to become engaged? I'm just going to say me because I'm in a relationship right now for a year strong. I love you, Tyler. It's her. It's her. She can have it. Who's most likely to become a stripper? <laughs> Judy. Who is most likely to spend all their savings? Me. Judy. Granted, I do work at Ulta, though, so, I mean, I think it's kind of a 
I say I'm going to get my own place all the time, and I, I don't have any money for it. So, oh, prices, prices for our places are insane these days. Stupid, crazy, expensive. I mean, we're, I'm from a small town, 500 people, Brookline, Vermont. And we just saw the other day they want like 1560 for one bedroom, one bathroom. That's awful. Our electric like, bill went up to like people's electric bills around here went up to about five, six hundred dollars for electric a month. Wow. All right, who's most likely to be the drama queen of the team? Yeah. Okay. Depends on the day. Who's most likely to stay in for the weekend? That's her. Colby. Yep. Who is most likely to end up in a reality, their own reality show? <laughs> I'd have to say yeah, me. Uh, who's, who's most likely to be going home drunk first? I don't drink. Because <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink either. Well, true, but out of the two of us. Uh, the, who is most likely to fall down the stairs? Hey. Who is most likely to eat worms? Probably Judy because like Kentucky country versus West Virginia country are two totally different things. Yeah, I catch like I like there's a bug at OVW yesterday. I don't know what kind of bug it was, but I picked it up with my hands and walked it outside and they're like, you gotta be crazy to touch that thing. And I like catch like snapping turtles and stuff. Like I, I, I touch all kinds of things. So I probably eat a worm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm the same way. If there's like a bug or a spider, I try to put it outside to save it. Yeah. So, but I don't use my bare hands. I use like a paper towel or something. <laughs> bare yeah. hands. All right. So you give an extra point for that one using your bare hand. Uh, the, who is most likely to cry during a movie? Probably me, because I'm, I'm really passionate about cinema and stuff. So, who is most likely to win the lottery? It'd probably be her because she has more strength than I do. I'm just kind of like, well, let's spin this thing, see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And who is most likely to leave the country and move to a city first? I'd have to say her. Probably me, only because like. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, Kentucky has my heart. Like, even if I do move away, I will always come back. So, even if I do live to a city, because me and my boyfriend have talked about moving to North Carolina at some point in time, like, it wouldn't be like a, like a New York city. It would be kind of like a small town, like out of a Hallmark movie. Nothing wrong with Hallmark movies. My I mean, mom loves Hallmark movies. Bro, Hallmark movies slap on a Saturday night. She's over time. here nodding her head yes. Bro, <laughs> me and my mom watch Hallmark movies. Like no movies. shame. And I also watched like Lifetime movies on the daily, so. I, my wife turns on like a Hallmark movie or whatever, and I, I watch it with her. No questions. I mean, they always end up the same way. It's fine, but you know, but. And another fun thing that I do if I'm watching with my mom, I'd say, if this is a Lifetime movie, they would have hooked up by now. Or if this is a Lifetime movie, they he would have killed him by now. Oh, I'm, I'm the same with Disney movies. 
I'm the same way like kids in Disney movies. I say, like, you know, the odds of this happening is like non-existent. Ironically, I do like Disney movies. Yeah, Disney movies, they never end up bad because they're for children. <laughs> they're aimed towards children. Some do. But no, I've never seen like, a Disney bad? movie where like the movie ends and somebody's dead. Like that's the ending. Somebody dies. Never what seen is- that Disney movie. Why does Disney movies have, have to have someone dying anyways? Because it's a major plot. It's a major plot point. I mean, in The Lion King, uh, Simba's dad passed away, but like, he also the positive ending is he got to be king of the the desert. Yeah, he got to be the king of the area. So like, that's like, yeah, baby face so, stuff. It's so sad when his dad dies, though. Oh, it was. It was terrifying. Then it turns out his uncle's a piece of crap. I mean, it's based off of Hamlet, I think. I know um, the movie Finding Nemo. Nemo in Latin means no one. So it kind of makes you think that it was this father being upset that he lost a son or his babies and have disillusions. Or... Yeah, I've read that theory before. Granted, I think it's just you're kind of looking too much into it and... <laughs> Wait, if Nemo means no one, then what's the whole point of the movie? And on top of that, I think it's like a play on words. It's not like it's almost like he was trying to find no one at that point, but then Dory helped him through because what is he schizophrenic? Yeah, she had short-term memory loss. She ain't schizophrenic. So if Nemo means no one and they're looking for someone and it's nobody, then like. I don't know. I'm lost. Maybe I'm behind in this conversation. But... I think we're looking too deep into this. <laughs> I was intrigued. Dude, I was getting into. I was. I always overthink these things to a point where I was naming who is Elsa from Frozen's real father. I was like, right now I got to Sub Zero. I got the well, Mortal I've Kombat. I never understood I... how Elsa all of a sudden got magical powers and everybody else normal human beings. It's how the plot is. I never really cared for Frozen, so Olaf is my spirit animal, and somewhere I'll be a a happy snowman. I unfortunately seen Frozen one and two probably over a thousand times, and that was not by choice. Sorry. Yeah, it's it could be worse movies. At least it's not SpongeBob. That'll drive me nuts. That would drive me nuts just like sitting there and watch Spongebob hour, hour after hour. That's a dream. <laughs> I could never get tired of Spongebob. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. The older Spongebobs are the funnier ones. Oh, the new ones are just like... I have an entire episode of Memorizing No Shame. The other day yeah. in the hotel room, she just randomly just started reciting Spongebob. I'm like, dude, I'm no, going to be doing. I was reciting movie quotes. It got to that point to where I was just go- going insane, and it was just like I just started help me Obi Wan Kenobi or my only hope. No, we were on our last brain cells last Thursday. Dear Lord, it was bad. We were in a car for a seven hour for seven hours for a trip that should have only been like an hour and a half. We were actually in the car for twelve hours, and it took us eight hours to get from Louisville to Mount Sterling, which is an hour and a half. Jesus, why do you take so long? Weather? We Weather, behind the 75 crashes. 
That does that is lame. Christ, I'll go nuts. Oh, we we were every time I was just close to falling asleep. She's like, Judy, we're moving. Like, wake up, wake up, there's a moving. You don't, 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 don't. Out in the hotel room, though. You slept till like 11 the next day. I did. Like, I got up. Like, I'm gonna wake up, get a workout. And I'm like, I'm gonna lay here and get my workout with my eyes closed. That's the best way to do it sometimes. And I'll I'll make a note of watching the older SpongeBob to so make sure that it's not something new. Dude, it's on Amazon Prime for free. Oh, did I go away? Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. I had to check my battery for some. Not a problem. So after when your careers are all set and done, how would you like to be remembered? Uh, most, uh, as a team, I kind of want to set the record for the most uh, tag titles won. That'd be cool. Um, but individually, I just want to be remembered as the Queen Killjoy. Um, when it's all said and done, I want to be remembered as one of the most legit wrestlers. Like you got, like I want to, I want people to remember me and be like, man, she she was like legit. She she, she was a wrestler's wrestler. Like remember, like yeah, just remember as a person. Dang, she could work. Like you know, yeah. I feel up. Well, what about five years from now? Where do you see you two yourselves in five years? Hopefully signed to a major company. In five years, I would like to be signed, if not signed, to be working to get signed to a major company. Which major companies do you prefer to be working for, if you had a choice? I would like to work for um, Impact or NWA or WWE. I'm the same way. Not not AEW. No, AEW. I mean, if AEW is where the opportunity is, I mean, I'll go there. But it's not where like I don't like sit and dream about like being signed to AEW. But I mean, if the opportunity is there, I'm gonna take it. You know. I would. I mean, I'm. Whenever I said like any major company, I meant like AEW, WWE. Uh, NWA, Ring of Honor, if Ring of Honor is still a thing, then hopefully it will come back. Uh, Impact, you name it. You would consider Ohio Valley Wrestling a major company? No, I would. I just think it doesn't get, it's not getting the recognition it deserves right now. We're slowly getting back up to where it was. And I think a year from right now, or by hopefully by the end of 2022, it'll get to the status it deserves. Yeah. Um, it's a part of the journey, but it's not our goal destination, I guess you could say. Like, if, like, if we, like, get released or whatever from the big companies, I mean, I would work for OVW again, but, like, it's not, like, where I ultimately see myself ending up. OVW. And, like, that's not an insult to people at OVW. It's just you know i mean we want we go to obw to hopefully go to bigger places well what i like judge of promotion it's one of the key bold points i always look at is how do they treat the fans how do they respect the fans and ohio valley wrestling would do like a major 
and then be like a paid, a free and a paid. And that's why I like. It's like, you're not all about, you have to pay to see our big events. No other way around it. Like, okay, we'll give you this event and we'll give you that. Like the Christmas Chaos. That event was free on Fight Network. So when a pay-per-view like the Rumble's coming up, I got no promise going for it because you think of the fans. That's why I like how NXT does their events. Like they have the Halloween Havoc and then the uh, like the New Year's Evil stuff like that. But they also they have also games, takeovers, stuff like that. Yeah, we're really like our ticket prices are affordable. We even have promo codes to to make them even more affordable. We have the Arena Seats Five Hundred. We have like concession and merch right there by right beside of each other. Um, there's interaction. Nobody's disrespecting anybody. Um, nobody, like, we don't, we treat our fans like, we try to give them the ultimate experience. And then when it comes for time, like, the, the very few times we ask to order the pay-per-view or whatnot, they're more likely to buy the pay-per-view because of what we give them on a regular basis. I just keep on thinking of a little story. This is a little side note. When you mentioned about microphones and the fans think they can, people can hear the voice in the microphone. There was one event, uh, you know, Alicia Edwards. She's on Impact Wrestling, married to Eddie Edwards. I'm sure if I saw a picture of her, I know she was. I'm just, I, like I said, I woke up like an hour ago. So my, my brain's a little still groggy. No, she, I woke um, up about three hours ago and I got to say the same thing. <laughs> But I've been on my last brain cell for the past two weeks, so. Oh, start having kids. You have less than two brain cells. <laughs> it's, 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 it's All I have to do is ask my mama and say, ask what it's like to have kids and how many brain cells she has left. <laughs> I just remember um, she was walking by and I said, uh, we aren't worthy. It was just something that, you know, just something silly, but nothing disrespectful. And they were filming for YouTube. And you get to hear me clear as day say, we're not worthy. And, I'm, and everyone was like, oh my God, you hear your voice, isn't that great? I was like beat red. Like, oh my God, that, that's me. I don't want to hear myself on over a mic or whatever. I don't want to hear it. I'm having fun. I'm I hate hearing like, my voice. I hate hearing my voice. Like sometimes like, man, I'm, I'm talking like, I'm, I'm not stuttering. I'm not, cause I do have a stuttering problem. Um, and I'm not like mispronouncing anything. And then sometimes I, and then I go back to actually hear it and I'm like, I sound like that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, my, my eardrums weren't developed until I was like two years old. They had to do some surgeries and my voice is a little, my language is a little, bunch of speech therapy and everything. So the whole stuttering and being self-conscious about, I absolutely feel you on that 100%. My yeah, guy's got, friend, he's deaf, and I understand that. I've, like, I've done speech therapy. Um, I've done, like, listening therapy. And sometimes I can't, I don't know if it's a medical condition or I just can't hear. I'm just hard of hearing. But, like, <laughs> sometimes I, like, struggle to hear people. Um, a lot of it has to do with me being developmentally delayed, and we can get into that another time. But long story short, something happened in my early, early, early childhood and it developmentally delayed me possibly like physically, mentally, emotionally. And I think that's where my stuttering problem 
comes from and my me struggling to hear people and me like my lack of focus <laughs> like I can't stay focused and I got well, anyone, so anyone has a problem with that just say I might stutter but I'm on tv bitch <laughs> that is like pop I think so far with the I same mean, I've done really good I try to talk slow and think while I'm talking because sometimes I just don't even think and I just try to talk so <laughs> I think I've done good with my stuttering today Yep, I'm the same way. My brain just starts going, and then I just start spewing, and I start going, uh, duh, 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 gut, gut. you know, it's. They asked me to cut a promo. I'm like, pick somebody else. <laughs> so what, other than the uh, Nightmare Rumble coming up, what other upcoming events do you ladies have? Um, you go first, Colby, because I got to think about mine. <laughs> um, well... Of course, I have the Nightmare Rumble. Uh, I have another Rumble at the beginning of February. Uh, hi, Dubs. Um, sorry, Dublin just came in and gave me a stub. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, at February, at the end of February, I have uh, ASW. Um, we have a couple appearances to make in March, fortunately. Hopefully, more, yeah, hopefully uh, more yeah, hopefully, OBW uh, appearances. More and hopefully to other states as well. On February 19th, so my probably one of the biggest matches of my career, probably the biggest match if I think about it, I'm wrestling Kenzie Page at Imperial Pro Wrestling in Bristol, Tennessee. Um, I hope people, y'all tune into that. If you're in the Bristol area, a couple hours away or whatever, please drive. Please go to the Imperial shows. They're freaking awesome. Imperial Pro Wrestling and that air and their area they are the premier place to be because like they bring they bring in the best people they they're the right down the middle like fair there's no like i don't know how to put it it's just a good place to work and i'm so grateful that i've been given the opportunity to work kenzie page i'm super excited um, I cannot wait to work with her. It's been it's been on my bucket list for a long time, actually. And um, you know, Kenzie, if you're watching, I'll meet you February fifteenth. And how can everyone find you two on social media? Everybody can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Real Judy Hendricks. Uh, I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Colby Max, and on Facebook I'm just Colby Max. On Wait. Facebook I'm also just Judy Hendricks. I forgot to throw that out there. <laughs> well, you two are definitely killing the business with a bright future ahead of you. This was a fun interview for me, ladies. Thank you for coming on. And thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. And personally, I will be watching the Nightmare Rumble tomorrow night on the Fight Network. Win or lose, I will be cheering my head off being a total schoolgirl for you all. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, you take care of yourselves. Thank you for coming on and be safe out there. And most of all, have fun. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you very much. Take care, ladies. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.